0: Now, Austin's number one fantasy sports show. It's The Wagner Wire, presented by Audiovisual Consultations. What would you say you do here?
1: I am the eyes and ears of this institution, my
0: friends. The manager of baseball team Little
1: League?
0: Fantasy League. He's worth a million in prizes. It's our fantasy baseball draft.
1: Your fantasy what? It's
0: the fantasy baseball. I told you all about this. Got Matsui. All your fantasy sports updates. It's a numbers game. Now, the host from the East Coast, here's Wax. That was pretty classy. Probably the two greatest words known in sports, and we will get them. Game seven. Game mother effing seven. Boston and Miami. For the Larry O'Brien Association. For the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Jack? I got Jackie Farrell behind the glass. I got Keenan Womack coming in. It's the Wagner Wire on 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. I am Adam Wagner. You can find me on Twitter at NotTheFakeWag. You can hit me up on IG at TheWagnerWire. I don't do that Facebook stuff anymore. A lot of crazies. just gets crazy on Facebook, but... Special show today. We got Tom McKay and the kid coming in. Yeah, sitting in hour number two. Can't wait to be with you guys, man. We're going to be talking a little bit about Lord Stanley and Dallas. They're surviving. Yeah. They got a pause. They got a pause. Game six. Monday night. They get a win on the road in Vegas. You know how hard it is to win in Vegas? There's so many guys. Oh, I almost said the Lord's name in vain. You didn't dump, did you? You didn't dump. You didn't have to. But there's so many distractions in Vegas. Like before you even get to the hockey game, before the puck drops, you got to go through this ambiance, you got to go through this spectacle, this Vegas spectacle, where you got, I don't know, uh, a, a knight coming around waving a-, a, fl- a you know, a sword on fire and stuff like a crusader or whatnot, even though, um, he's not really a crusader, but he's a knight, uh. Then you got some all you know you got the Vegas girls all over the place just getting crazy. I mean not getting crazy but looking great I mean it's just a distraction jack it's a distraction it's everywhere so a show so hot it melts the ice is what I like to say it's how I like to describe it it's just playoff hockey man playoff hockey sizzling kind of sucks for me I'm a, I'm a Washington capitals fan um you know Captain, And you know what else is is weird and it's it's very it's kind of sacrilegious to say this as a Caps fan. It's it kind of sucks watching the playoffs without the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is so weird to say, because I can't stand. I I I'm, I respect the organization, but I cannot stand watching. I just can't stand them. I don't I don't like playing against them. Although they make for some very good rivalry matches, but I just. I don't know. I don't like it, but we got a great show to talk about, man. We got game seven coming up. We're going to be talking a lot about game seven for, uh, the NBA Eastern conference finals. Um, we'll be talking a little bit about baseball too. your birds, your Baltimore Orioles. They're looking great. Taking down the Yanks too. you know, whipping up on Bucky's Yankees. So, uh, we've been out of the pocket for a couple of weeks. Um, we apologize for that, but we're back in the saddle and, um, we're ready to kick it off for you guys. We've, uh, you know it had a little bit of of family things going on but hey you know there's also a memorial Day or memorial weekend so remember why you're having your your barbecue and hot dogs and hamburgers and all that stuff hey it is perfectly okay to celebrate there's a stigma out there these days that when people say oh oh you can't be celebrating on memorial day yeah you absolutely can be celebrating on memorial day um you you see some veterans out there are people not it's not even veterans it's and I put in quotations avid supporters of veterans, right? That get out there and say, "Oh, well, these people died. You know, remember the remember the you know the fallen and why they died." One hundred percent, man, I'm with you. But let me ask you this: Did you serve?
2: I did not. No, no,
0: I'm not. I know. I'm, I'm. But I mean, when I, I'm asking this hypothetically to the hypothetical uh, conversation that goes here, I, you know, ask that person: Did they serve? Chances are, m- most of the time, they they don't serve, but they advocate for us, right? Which is fantastic. I love that. But know what you're advocating for. Don't overstep your boundaries. Um, don't ask for stuff that we're not asking for. Like we absolutely 100 want our fallen to be celebrated. Uh, I want to have my damn corn on the cob. You know what I mean. I want to eat my my hot dogs, my hamburgers, and I want to celebrate. I want to have a great Memorial weekend. I want to go to the beach. You know what I mean. Have fun. Celebrate. Don't be so serious is my message this weekend. All right. Yes, remember, give your you know, give your time. You know what I mean? Like give you know take a moment of silence if that's what you need to do. Um, you know, even go into isolation if you need to. Um, but you know, have fun. I'm I'm serious. Like remember to smile. My God, remember to smile, have fun. Anyways, that's what sports are all about, having fun, man. Okay, so game seven last night first off, I had to go back. I had them recorded. I went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy last night. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Fantastic. Um I've heard good things. Very if you're if you're an animal lover, very tough to watch. Very I mean in that, I mean I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it is it's just tough. Um and it's funny cuz I like animals more than I like people these days. It it's coming to it's coming to be that way. But what not? Um Anyways, went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with, with a couple of friends and then came back and saw, like, the last two minutes of the Heat and Boston game. And I, was, and I had it recorded, so I, I was in a big dilemma. I was just like, okay, do I watch this thing and, you know, see it all live and in action so it doesn't get spoiled? Or do I continue to record it, keep it off, put my phone away, and don't let any spoilers happen? That was the option I went with. I, I elected to go with the latter. It didn't work out that way because my phone vibrated, and I'm just like, all right, man, I'm, I I can't. I got to turn it on. I put the TV on. Finally, all right, d- collected like the last two minutes. Collected Jimmy, collected Jimmy, not even the last two minutes. Collected Jimmy Butler's free throws, all right? Then I collected Marcus Schott's attempt, and then White's put back. For the love of God, how do you not box out? That's my that's my question like and and we're going to talk to Keenan about this too but uh, like it's that's JV basketball And, and it's and you're always taught like the person inbounding the ball is usually the most dangerous person after the inbound right you always guard the person with the inbound or make sure you know where the inbounds at and for that play Jack. For me, the shot went up like it was. It was a rush shot by Smart, Marcus. Marcus Smart rushed, rushed, the shot. They could have had a better shot. He did a turnaround fadeaway three from the. Peri- I mean, of course, from the perimeter, but a turnaround uh, fadeaway three from the elbow almost. Um, and my my God, it, it almost went in. To his credit, it went. damn, you know, rattled in and out almost to the bottom, and then somehow miraculously came up. And nobody put a nobody thought to put a body on it. Probably because everybody was just in you know spectacle like this. is ball The watching. last shot. What's that? Or ball watching. Yeah, one hundred percent. one hundred percent caught up in the moment. Ball watched the entire thing, and because that was going to be the game, right? That was going to be the game. But one guy, the one guy that doesn't give up, because that's usually what happens, right? That's usually the hero. Derek White. Derek former White. Austin Spur. That is why.
2: Austin Toro. I that don't is know if wild. They switched by then, but yeah, did they? I. Think they might have. I'm still mad about that. Uh, what the switch? Yeah. Why Austin I, Tor? It's why name it
0: the same name?
2: Austin Toros was cool. I don't. I mean, we're talking money. About the G League. money Let's get back to yeah, Game money. Six of the Eastern Conference. I know, some,
0: somebody else money. I don't know money. Somebody else that has money that I don't. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. So you know, we we get there, and the only or we're, we get to the point where White has got the re, or is getting the tip end right, and you're you're thinking to yourself the entire time, my God. Well, first off. When I, we didn't even have to go to replay. Like, I knew that that was a good. I knew that was good. The, the light didn't even, like, he was already running off under the basket saying it was like, you know, pointing it's good, pointing it's good uh, before the, you know, before the, the red circle even lit up or before the red square even lit up on the backboard. That's how I knew. Like, I just knew right. That was, I mean, and it's not that I want the Heat to win. You know, I want Jimmy Butler to win. That's what it is. It, it's, it's the second coming of Jordan. You know what I mean? And, yeah, look, hold up. Before I get dragged for saying that, I'm going to let you know right now, I think Jimmy Butler is the closest thing that we've seen to Michael Jordan. Now, I know Kobe is going to be compared to Michael Jordan. But Kobe, Kobe Kobe had his own mentality. Kobe had Mamba's mentality, all right? The Mamba mentality, right? He didn't have the Jordan pettiness that I see with Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy Butler's almost... Replicating the pettiness level, he's psychotic. I, I, I don't in a, know. In a good, in a, he's sports in psychotic. Sports he's sports yeah. psychotic. He's a right? maniac.
2: It's fantastic to watch. It's great TV.
0: He hates. I don't want to. I don't want to put this word out there because it's a bad word, right? Like, but like hateful, right? Like he hates his foes, which is how the game is supposed to be played. All right, it is refreshing to see him play it like this. Or it's refreshing to see basketball played like this. And then after, like, I mean, to to still to to still see clips of him walking off the court, Tobias Harris over me, like he he rem- like he He's remembers still so that. So mad He's, about that. Well, I mean, you you're bitter. He's you're you're bitter about things, man. Tobias Harris over. I mean, you take that and you you take it with you, and that's what is your perseverance. That is what makes you climb and climb and maul and fight and for tooth and nail to. It it is the. It is the power that allows you to carry a team. It, it is, I mean, when you're down and out, or when you're supposed to be down and out, it it is what wills you back, right? Now they're going to need a little bit of that more going. They're going up into Boston, man. So he, I don't know how this is going to happen. Spolster don't even know how it's going to happen. He goes, "We just got to get it done." I feel like that's just randomly
2: after blowing a three-zero lead to get it back to a game seven. I am so confident that Miami just. Just takes care of it. Are perhaps. you? I, for some reason, it's just the Jimmy Butler thing. I think Eric Spolster is probably the best coach in in the league. Now against, that I, I agree with one hundred percent. Like he, like X's coach. and
0: O's wise. Like a lot of people say, Steve Kerr is is the best is the best to do it. And that but roster Steve, is helpful. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Steve Kerr is a benefit of a one hell of a draft that they you know benefited on. Um, a and and second round
2: pick. They they right. did the, they did the they damn did it right. They did it right. He, did it, right. he did it.
0: They did it right. And um to Steve Kerr's credit, it's a great system. It works well with those players. I'd like to see what happens when he gets another crop of players in there. Like Spolser's been able to do it with different rosters. And he he's been able, he's a great project manager. He takes pieces and puts them together and he creates masterpieces. To me that's that's how I see Spolster. I see him as the best coach in the league like yourself, Jack. But go ahead, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. what, what were you gonna say? Oh no, I just I think that after all the hullabaloo of of getting to
2: this point, I feel like Jimmy Butler and, and company is just gonna kind of lock down. You need a you need a big game from Bam out of bio. I don't know where that's where it's been sleepy, right? And that's if you're like, well, if Bam comes through, then you're like, and then, can we can we lock that in as something that will happen. But and also, then the key
0: cogs we're... from game one and two, right? Like where's Vincent and where's Dun- and where's Robinson? I mean, God, You missed last two night, bad, yeah, two big bad ones. man. Um, and which
2: was hurt. I think, I don't think he played in game five. So I know he's a little banged up. I know hero broke his hand in like the first
0: round. So there's, he's, he's he's out, but I mean, they got to find, they got to find shooters. I think he
2: can come back. I don't don't think if they get to the finals, I think hero could come back.
0: Yeah, but he's not ready for, for game six or excuse me, game seven. He's not ready for game seven, but, um, my god, like uh yeah, you you got to find some way to supplement your scoring, right? That you were getting in 1 and 2 unless you're going to try and replicate what Vincent was doing. Not a Struse believer. Omer Yurt seven. at can. Struse can stroke. like yeah. that's the thing. Like when he gets going, he can he can stroke, man, but he's just so inconsistent. And that's the thing about this Miami team. They're so inconsistent, right? It's not there. With, but but by you look in, you know, you look on the other side of the court. Boston's the same way. Like Boston goes in spans where they can't score, which that's where you got to, you know, you use that to your advantage. If you're, if you're Miami and you close the gap where you make a gap, you know, in that time, but man, it's, it's, this is one of the best series that I've seen in, in a long time in terms of NBA basketball. Now there's been a lot of, there's been a, I wouldn't say lazy defense on, you know, in this series, but man, like, I just don't understand Boston. Like, Boston. To me, Boston's the most complete team, but they just can't put it together for a full game. Yeah, that's they been the wrap all
2: season. I mean, yeah, the, true. As a, true. As a Rockets fan, I'm i, I would like to say that's all Ime Udoka, but you never know. Mm. Maybe it's just maybe like those old Clippers teams, <laughs> like the Lob City, they just had bad vibes and just didn't seem like everybody was <laughs> was in on it.
0: Everybody says this, Jack. Like, don't Kyle Lowry play like? I'm the same way. Like, where is Kyle? Where is Kyle Lowry? Where is Kyle Lowry? I, is Kyle Lowry? Can he hit a he's shot? Just like thirty-five. I, I think he's just kind of past that point. But he, he he's, got a he he's had moments. So White White blocked his shot. Like yeah. he he got to the he somehow got past White Derek White and Derek White was able to recover and rotate back and comes out of nowhere and blocks Lowry's shot when he was driving to the cup. Lowry looks around. He goes, "I ain't gonna get a foul on that." Lowry, you didn't get touched you're just that slow to where people are now being able to make up for their mistakes and come back and block your shot and because you're that short and you're not even shielding off the defender properly to get your shot off so it's tough to watch it is very tough to watch um uh watch Kyle Lowry attempt to play basketball which is tough for me to say because I ain't in the association you know what i mean this this dude's been able to do it for a while now like you said he's he's 35 so 37 actually 37. To give him even more credit, he's really and he ain't.
2: he's, like, he's six feet tall, small guard that age. No, for sure. For Look at sure. Chris Paul now. You know, it, it's fine.
0: It's it's but, when but you're Chris talking Paul's, about it in the moment. Chris Paul still got a motor though, yeah. a little bit, right? Like and the 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 thing with Chris Paul is that he's he's prone to injury. You know, like he especially can't say, at this point. Yeah, at one hundred. Like he's twenty eighteen. And Houston. if you're if you're a team with Chris Paul, you know you. Fine, invest in him, have him on your team, but don't play him in the regular season, or or try to limit his minutes in the regular season, right? Don't don't allow him the break, but then how you do that? Because you still got to keep him game ready, you know what I mean? In terms of fitness, it's just tough, man. Very Because I mean, you're doing you're doing you know live practice, full practice. You can get you know you can pull something in live practice too. That's the thing. You trying to you trying to save and you know try and uh, I I guess keep the the wheels of of uh, Kyle Lowry Fresh or Chris Paul Fresh you know because in both of these situations you know they're both old but Lowry don't break like Chris. Chris just shuts down but yeah that's that. you know we haven't even talked we haven't even talked about Lakers and Denver. I mean my god you know poor LeBron I can't believe I'm about to say this but poor LeBron like what did the Lakers do and I kept asking like does LeBron come back? LeBron and of course I was saying it tongue in cheek like I know damn well LeBron's coming back because one of the best things that LeBron has going for him is that he has a chance to be one of the first people, or I think it is the first father-son tandem. It has to be the first father-son tandem in the NBA. And he'll has do to. next year
2: as in twenty three, twenty four is Bronny's one and done year. At correct, USC.
0: correct, because he's not he's not staying. I more mean, than one year. No. Um, would you argue that he could Nah, he wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a, a G League or anything like that. Like he wouldn't have been a good NBA scout. I or or an NBA pick, I don't think going into this or going into next year. First off, you can't you can't go right out of the out of high school anymore. Anyways, you got to do the one and done. But I mean, if he if you were able to go straight from high school, I don't know if he was if he'd even be able to pull it off. I mean, he's he's not the spe- he's not the physical specimen that LeBron is. He's like LeBron had the height, one hundred percent. Like. But LeBron had the speed and quickness and athletic ability to be a guard as well. Like, to be a, a what is LeBron, 6'10"? 6'8", I think. 6'8". Six, 6'8", eight. Six, eight, like 260. Free, yeah. Freak.
2: He was like the number one football recruit in the state of Ohio for 2002 or 2003, whatever it was. Yeah, played wide
0: receiver, wasn't he? Was, I think he was a tight end, which would <laughs> be not, He's so. not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. He was, oh my goodness, you can imagine that dude coming and blowing you up as a linebacker trying to crack back down on you. No, nah, I ain't got time for that. What if, I mean, and so uh, people ask me, you know, how would you take LeBron James over Michael Jordan as your first pick when you're talking about creating a, a, you know, an NBA roster? And it's because of that, right? It's because of the freak nature. Like, he can give you one through five. He, you can play a small lineup, you can play a big lineup. Is, you know, does he do what Jordan does in the finals or in the playoffs? No. I mean, statistics doesn't show. Now, you can take a you know variable stats because of you know interchangeable rosters and whatnot, you know whatnot, and and how uh you know how difficult you know the the NBA was in the '80s and '90s, and compare it to you know this year, it's all hypothetical comparisons. But to me, when you just when you break it down, like Jordan's got him. Jordan's got him because Jordan's the killer, and there's only one other killer that I've seen since. Well, since Kobe, you know, what I mean, and it's Jimmy Butler. Like, and I'm serious, man. Like, the the NBA is a great, it's, it, it's a fun association to watch, but there ain't many killers. There's just not. Um, I I can't even call LeBron a killer because Le, LeBron just he doesn't he he will put the foot on the throat, but he won't keep the foot on the throat. You know what I mean? Unless he's playing a team in Canada. Yeah, yeah, S- systematically yeah. dismantled yeah. the franchise like yeah, five years ago. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. The second son of LeBron is the real star in the making. No, I, I agree. You know, with that. Bryce, Bryce, is, Bryce actually, is nasty. Yeah, Bryce is one hundred percent nasty. He's he just took a little bit school. longer to develop. I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, Bron- well, there was, there wait, was talk they was left Sierra, didn't they? They left Sierra and they went there, or Bronny, or not Bronny. Um, yeah, Bryce is going. Bryce is going else. to somewhere else. I don't know why. Well, probably closer. I'm sure they all want to keep the family together. Yeah. Like, if they're moving, you know, to Southern a little bit. Well, wait, where's LA? I don't know where all those Where's L.A. in comparison to, or where does, Le- you know, LeBron have to go in comparison to L.A. in terms of where Bronny's got to go? That's to- season L.A., right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, USC is in Los Angeles. It's In the set, it's in the city. I think UCLA is too. No, UCLA is in the county. I think I can't, dude. I don't know. I gotta look that up. Um, but so that and people were asking me the questions. You know, do, do you think if LeBron does stay, do you think LeBron actually stays in LA? And I think this is why he stays in LA is because his family's there. Like he doesn't want to uproot and take his family somewhere else. Like say what you will about LeBron on the floor. Like off the floor, LeBron appears to be one hell of a family dude. Yeah. Like one hell of a dad, one hell of a husband. Like LeBron has, LeBron appears to have it all there, like going on, man. And he does great, you know, he's a great philanthropist. Uh, He, you know, Donates money. He start, He invests in education and he starts schools. Like you got. I, I love. I love that kind of stuff. I man. think he and Savannah are like high school sweethearts. Like that's fully pretty. All see, the way that's back. dope. Like that's that's cool as hell to me. That's a really cool what story.
2: Impress- yeah, I mean, he's like a billionaire now. He had a single mother. He he's able to keep. Her. He's never been in trouble. That's the thing. That, I was just, just getting ready to do that. Worst Every, moment of LeBron's of career was a PR move. Like the worst thing in his career was the decision. Yeah, that's that's what and I was, that was about. just like, like was weird. Are you PR. thinking about the decision? Like yeah. that's it. I remember watching. I'm going to take my sitting talents. and watching the decision and just being like, "This is the weirdest." He's at a boys and girls club in Cleveland. I was on a
0: boat. It was bizarre. I was on a boat. It was. It was definitely. It was definitely weird. Like it, it was almost like a Barbara Walters, you know, interview or something like that. But it, it was on ESPN, obviously. But it was. It had that much, you know, I guess vibe and. And buzz to it, man. Uh, we gotta take a break. On the other side, we will talk a little bit more about the NBA and uh, get you guys going here on a Sunday. It's the Wagner Wire, 1049, 1019 AM twelve sixty. I got myself, I got Jack, and I got Keenan coming in, and then in, in the other hour, in hour number two, I got Tom and I got the kid coming in as well. You can find me on Twitter, not the fake wags. You can find Jack at Jack A. Farrell One. I uh, know I'm just Jack no, A. Jack Farrell. A. I got
2: I locked Boom. it down, locking it down. I had right. to stick the middle initial in there, but it's fine.
0: Uh, it, hey, you know what? At least it's, there's only one Jack A. Farrell, that's for sure. Hey, don't go nowhere. More wagon wire on the other side. It's the horn. 1049 1260 She's evil. I'm telling you that she's evil. My girl is the gambler. Yeah, that's my relationship with my girl. Don't put any money on Jams Monday night. I just I, I wouldn't, man. I'm too emotionally invested, I think. I think I'm staying away from game six. I can't do it. It's too hot. It's going to melt the ice. But yeah, we uh we do we got summertime coming. It's Memorial Day weekend. Usually it's the uh the corridor, if you will, to summer. You know what I mean? Did summer actually officially start Is the first day when is the first day of summer? I don't think
2: it's until June, but in Texas it's It's, it's all Memorial day. But that, that's
0: when like I lost concept of seasons in and- Stuff oh, when dude, I got to Texas. Cause this is
2: my first year of adult life, really? In Texas? It just, it, period. <laughs> I'm 23, so, <laughs> my like, My I, point is, like, you've never been outside no, of Texas. No, I've never lived outside of Texas, but, like, so, you know, summer always starts mentally, you, you know, always school been Al- Have and, you always been in Austin? And, Sorry, well, interrupt. born in Houston, raised in Austin, okay. so, lived here for 21 years. In Austin? Mm-hmm. All right. Love it. Well, loving it less than with the traffic and the expensiveness, but... Still love it. The
0: uh the heat that you speak of though, it is constant. Horrifying. Um, even actually I will say from November to January, it gets pretty damn cold here. I mean, hell, we've had trees split. You know <laughs> we've, yeah,
2: three years in a row we've had like weird, disastrous winter storms and we never had
0: that in the first twenty years of my life. Well, maybe uh I don't know. Maybe the weather is changing. Maybe that maybe that stuff's real. I don't know. I gotta look into that. Usually, I don't believe anything that I hear on the news anymore these days. But I don't know. It's crazy. Unless I see it in real life. Like my wife tries to get me to watch this, you know, reality TV all the time. You know, oh, this is this is real. It's written. It's not. It's scripted. Producers give them, you know, hey, here's some bullet points. If you can. You know, fit this in. Act angry here when she says this, or when he says that. All in the edit, baby. It is man. You add tension. You throw in some sound it effects. It is it's all dun, in dun, the edit. Dun. You know, and then I and So I argue with. Her. I'm just like, why don't you watch sports with me? That's that is actually reality TV, until you know the refs kind of intervene and step in. Which I don't know. I like the refs last night. I felt we're okay. and back. We go back to Boston and Miami here, not um, Dallas and Vegas. But in Game Six, like I, I don't know. I thought I thought the officiating was. They let him play, man. It was bad. Like let's just be what it is. It's been bad all series. In in my to be completely honest with you, it's been pretty. I wouldn't say horrendous, but it's it's been bad. Um, but no, they let him play like in. And that's what I think was a big point of how Miami got back into the game. I mean, they were down 10, you know, very late. You know, for for me, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, well, you know, here we go. We're going back to Boston. You know, here comes game seven. It, it's happening, you know, without a doubt. And then all of a sudden, here come the heat storming back. And I'm like, Jesus, there's another missed call. And, which is fine, you know, because I, I wanted Jimmy Buckets to, to get the dub. But, I mean... We got to have some type of consistency. I've, it doesn't just have. It's not just all in the NBA. Like it's everywhere, man. There's just I don't. I don't know if you're if you're just not in position to see the calls, and if that's the case, man. And I, again, I don't officiate, and I understand it's probably there's probably so many things going on. It's probably so in and, and with the NBA, it's probably a lot faster than it is you know at the prep level and at the collegiate level, and and so what. Um, but I mean with. With your job, like I, I get it. Like you might be missing things because of speed, but still, you can't miss everything on each sequence down. It just feels like you're, you're. It feels like you're allowing teams to get back in this for the benefit of your own good, which that's why people always say, "Hey, man." something shady is going down with these
2: officials yeah the consistency point i think is the biggest one because it's like you watch games and it's like well
0: that wasn't a foul in the first half right and see exactly all right now why are you tighten up and, and calling it now you know what i mean like if, if it's going to be like that if it's going to be loose the entire match let it be loose yeah
2: and if they're going to call everything tight then the players know we're it's going to be tight so we ease up but then you get into the you know the second half and it's you're, you're getting more physical you're allowed to do more and it's and then and then you you blow the whistle again. You you start tightening back up, and it's like, well, we've been getting physical this whole right. second half, been aggressive this whole second half. You know, kind of
0: hand checking and doing that whole thing. It's yeah, yeah. You're just, doing stuff that's not even allowed. It's not even allowed in the books, but refs still allow it to happen. Until all, oh wait, wait, I forgot. That's a foul. Yeah, you can't do that. And then I tell my son, I so you guys know that avid listeners of the show know that my my kid hoops as well. But I tell him, you know, hey. Do, if it's a foul, you know, just do what you can get away with, you know what I mean, until they start, you know, calling it, right? And that's what I'm saying, like, feel, feel the officials out is what I always tell them. Like, hey, man, it, it might be a foul in the first half, but in the second half it's probably not going to be a foul or vice versa, right? You know, you just got to check. You got to feel it, which is kind of unfair because he asks the question all the time. All right, well, you know – how how the hell do I avoid you know staying out of foul trouble you know because he I I get on him like I, I get him be very aggressive be very aggressive the front at at first that way you know if you have to back off or not but there's sometimes Jack where he can probably go like you know three or four minutes and then he's already got you know two fouls and you only get five in in prep level he's so. a dragon right yeah he's a dragon who's that um, kid that they had I think
2: last year like 2022 rec- they had dude that, that they one had, kid
0: they that, had two guards yeah. Uh, they had Jaylen Brooks. Something? They had yeah, Brooks? Jalen Brooks. Here? Jalen Brooks and Reese Miller, man, The one I, hell of a backcourt duo. I think they both averaged twenty points a game. I did a, uh, Twenty-two points a game.
2: A, a game. Uh, I did the broadcast for some high school basketball, and I did a game. He had like forty. He was yeah. just he, he, like Brooks. in the first half, he had like thirty-two points.
0: Yeah, Brooks could eat. So could Reese Miller. Uh, both those two could eat, man. Um, but yeah, dude, that's you. You gotta be aggressive. Like you just have to be aggressive and and feel out the the refs. That's for sure. But anyways, game six. Game six was a wild one, man. We go into game six and break that down a little bit, man. 104 to 103. The Celtics come away with it victorious, forcing a game seven back into Boston. Now, for me, the entire time, and we talked a little bit about it in the first uh the first segment here. Um, if the Heat have like and Spolster said, uh nothing comes easy, right? He said it in the in the post game presser. Uh, nothing comes easy and we got to go up to I don't know how we're gonna get it done and I'm paraphrasing here I don't know how we're gonna get it done but we're gonna get it done man the w- the only way that I see that you can get this done I mean game one 123 to 116. how were you victorious key cogs Struss. all right or excuse me Struce, uh Strews. Vincent Duncan all right the- bam 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 ha- bam has to be aggressive and confident. All right, he. From what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little bit of reluctancy out of Bam, and he fumble, he's starting to fumble the ball a little bit, and he's very unsure about himself. That's always been the issue with Bam is just hesitant. He's,
2: he's not be a killer attack. Yeah, he gets he gets scared, which I mean I totally get, but ah, you need more from. Him. I've I've loved Bam like since he was in college. I like so. Bam too. I'm a fan so when of Bam. he's not. He's not quite getting to that level that I was hoping that he might get to. But is
0: there a reason why Al Horford is, is eating his lunch and taking his bag?
2: I don't. Al Horford is timeless. He's and a unicorn. He's an animal. Because, I mean, he owns Joel Embiid, first and foremost. He shuts that dude down to the playoffs every year.
0: Tendency. I mean, people just have. People just play others well, right? Like they just Horford, have. Man. What? Al Horford, man. I mean, he can step out, he can hit that three. Didn't you win two titles at Florida? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, at the Gator. um, Was Haslam on that team, too?
2: And oh, Brett I think and Corey Miller?
0: Brewer was. I think Corey Brewer?
2: Brewer was there. Wasn't Billy Donovan the coach of that yeah. team? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, old, old slick. No, Joakim Noah. It was Joakim Noah, wasn't it? Instead of Haslam? Yeah, I think so. I mean,
0: Haslam's been in Miami for 100 years. I, I, dude, I think all of them were there. At one point, I think all three of them were in, not in a rotation, but m- maybe like one was exiting the program and, and the other was coming in. Yeah, I think
2: the I think he's a little too old because has Haslam was forty two, <laughs> but he did play at
0: Florida. I know, like I remember. Like, are you sure he wasn't on the team? I'm pretty sure. Like researching, I want to say that Haslam was there. I want to say it. Maybe I could be. i possibly wrong. Possibly wrong. But anyways, so Boston. Um, Boston game one had a lot of key cogs going off that jumped off. Um, and I, I just, I haven't seen any of that being reciprocate or being replicated yet from Miami. Uh, Miami's got to do, uh, Miami's got to do what they did in game one and game two, man. It's, it's that it's really that simple. Now game three, game three was the Jimmy Butler. Game, game three is when Jimmy buckets went off for like 35. I think, let me check this. I'm pretty sure though. Um Vincent had his game too. Vincent went off for twenty nine. Uh, where was the Jimmy Butler game? Where Jimmy Butler had thirty five. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Mm. Yeah, looks but, like Butler had them. sixteen Butler had sixteen in uh in game three. So game three was the Vincent game, right? But, I mean, even with, you know, Vincent having game three, like Butler put in 16, that's the game that Kevin Love had five within, like, the first ten seconds of the game. He had the three and then had the putback, had the two. And I was just like, oh, here we go. If Love's hitting, then the game, game three's already over. Shout out to Kevin Love. <laughs> He's still – you, you want to talk it. about Haslam still doing it, man. Kevin Love is still making it work somehow. Uh, Haslam left
2: Florida in '02. 2 Horford uh, got there in '04. 4 so just a just a little bit of a on tail ends, yeah,
0: tail ends catching, um. But yeah, you speak about it, like let's look at uh Bam right. So Bam in game three, Kevin Love didn't even play last game, zero minutes. Well, hell, he only put in how many minutes did he put in uh, the other night when he he got, he got five minutes and got five points in game three. Like he was just like the. The insertion, like the starting insertion tactic. I don't know what the hell that was for. Maybe to just get some, again, Spolster just knows how to pull strings some somehow, some way. Mike Love's nephew. That's true. Is <laughs> he really? No, I had related. no idea. I, I did not know that. That man has to be so happy
2: that this season is going on for so long, he's gotten to chill and be creepy in Miami no kidding, for weeks. Dude.
0: And then how about this, like Robinson too. Robinson, after 24 minutes, putting in 22 points in game three. Five for seven. Five, that, that right there is a key thing right there. You got Vincent going six for nine, and then you got Robinson going five for seven, or excuse me, four for seven from the arc. Telling tale, right? Where you got Boston on the flip side of that going 26%. Like it going, you know, rivaling the Heat's 54, you're going to lose, Jack. You're just going to lose, man. Heat were also dominant in paint, and that's just it. Like the baskets, the baskets that the Heat were making in games one through three are not happening anymore. They're not getting those easy bunnies. They're not getting those wide open. They're not hitting their wide open threes that they were hitting in the uh, in the first three games. Now let's be fair too. The first three games that we saw this series was abnormal. For Miami, anyways, like they did not shoot this well. This whole playoff out. run,
2: oh, they were a bad the shooting eights, team this year. Exactly, and they're the they, eight seed for a reason, and right? Then lights out. I mean, they made everything against Milwaukee. They made everything against New York. I mean, they're, they're they, were damn, seed. they
0: were damn near flawless against Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's that might be the biggest upset ever, right? I mean, one eight losing in five. I don't. I. One eight doesn't happen that often, and for it to just be the eight seed was so clearly the better team. Right, it's just wild. I mean, coaching and also just rising to the occasion. This kind of there's all that talk recently about is the NBA regular season actually meaningful? And I just there are so many teams that are just kind of making it, making the case that it doesn't really matter. Once you get in, you can just make noise. Well, Look, at, I mean, Lakers we got a seven seed, heater, the eight seed, Warriors were a six seed.
0: No for sure like I definitely think that the seedings are misplaced or just not seeded properly but we have to do like we got to get to the to the final selection anyways like we got to we got to send the herd somehow. so I, and that's what the regular season does like you got to have some type of consistent play to get into the finals yeah, look or at Phoenix. to get into the final eight I guess they,
2: they only played I mean Kevin Durant got hurt so that was part of it but Phoenix only played like 8 games altogether and then they got to the playoffs and you could tell there were times when they just didn't really look like a team. Yeah, just they weren't like a bunch of guys. They just weren't in sync at all, man. They were you know, uh, two of the best ever to do it. Just one of the, the best buckets, scores but. of all time. Yeah, man. one and, of the best I mean, scores of all time. Devin Booker emerged. And, yeah, he's probably exactly. the best shooting guard in the league right now. I think he's got to be. I mean, he's better than Donovan Mitchell.
0: I don't even know if yeah, I would that's, call Donovan that's Mitchell a f- two guard. That's a that's pretty fair. I, I got book up there. There's just not a lot of good twos. Right I got now. book up there is one of the best shooting guards right now.
2: I mean, Harden was the best two for years, and now it's it's not him. It's not him anymore, and he's more of a point guard anyway now. But I think Devin Booker is. Got to be the best shooting guard in the league. I mean, except for uh, you know the way Jamal Murray's been playing. I don't know if either of these Eastern teams are they're competing to see who gets to lose to the Nuggets. Murray's on one right now. He's so hot in the playoffs. He just goes like in the bubble. So this is this, well, this is this is Bubble Murray. Yeah, if this is and well, let's think about this. He missed last year's playoffs and he missed the playoffs the year before. So I think this is the first time we're seeing him since the bubble.
0: And I but, is this just who but he is? While he was missing this, and it could be because while he was missing this, he was re- you could argue that he was recovering. Yeah, he tore his ACL, right? I think. And, and people like he March was nasty yeah, And you're coming back from an ACL. You know what I mean? You're coming. Time. You're coming back from an ACL. And people forget how nasty he was in, Coll- in, in in Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like he was pretty ruthless, man. Like there's a reason why he's he's balling the way he is. Excellent point. And I mean, he he's kind of like an abnormal point guard, right? He's a, he's a point forward. Like Denver is running, Denver is running the floor with height, right? And you look all around it, man. You got athleticism coming from Aaron Gordon, who was a great key, great addition, and now uh, with uh, with Michael Porter Jr. starting to emerge and starting to be consistent. Like uh, you know, Malone raves about Michael Porter Jr. He's a lot. A, that dude has never. Seeing a shot that he didn't like. He is, oh, yeah. I mean, but that's perfect.
2: That's what you need. That's you what need you do. To, you need shooters, man.
0: You've, uh, Murray and Porter Jr. around Jokic. That's perfect. All right. We got to take another break. When we come back, we will be talking a little bit more about basketball and everything else that happens. Every hour brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Don't go nowhere. Tom Petty actually called me up one day and asked me to do background vocals for these songs, these tracks, these ballads. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I do got a special guest coming in in the, the second hour that's got some pipes. She can wail. We got the Kid Camilla and Tom McKay coming in. Hour number two of The Wagon Wire. But right now we got Keenan Womack, man. Keenan Womack joining me for the Duration of the show. Oh, yeah. gonna co-host. Bring it in with me. Take it in home. You a Tom Petty fan?
1: I am, yeah. You ever I, see him? I never saw him live, but uh, I do. I, I have covered songs of his in my past, so yeah, I'm a You've covered songs of his. Oh, yeah. Are you a musician? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, well, I haven't talked to you about Yes, that. you have. I'm kidding. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> like, I was going <laughs> to be like, dude, I swear I talked <laughs> to you about
0: this. No, we've had this... No, we've had this conversation a few times. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, um, I do. I've covered. Uh, I covered "Last Dance with Mary Jane." Actually, so. oh, right yeah, on, fantastic. Probably
0: song. uh probably one of the best shows I've seen was Tom Pack Jackson Brown
1: opening up for Tom Petty at Nissan Pavilion. That's a great. That's a great lineup. Dude. Um, it was, was fantastic. Like,
0: I mean, his he played two songs for his encore, and "Last Dance with Mary Jane" was sure, one. Of the, yeah. Was the first song for his encore, um, and it was. Like an hour set, just like it was a jam session of Last Last Dance when they right, right, right Like, right, they would go, they'd play the chorus, they'd jam out for a little bit, come back, and then play the hook again. It's awesome, dude. It was it was pretty wild to watch. It was a pretty cool experience because you're sitting on the lawn as well, and it's in an amphitheater, and it's just like the you know the clouds are rolling in. It's the oh, perfect ambiance, man. Ever, There's wine just going everywhere. It's oh yeah, fantastic, man. It's one of the best experiences in the world. One of the best shows I ever saw, man. Um, let's talk about the show that we saw last night though. We've been talking a little bit about it for the you know, the first hour, man. Well, a, a yeah. lot about it, honestly. Sure. Um, but yeah, Boston, I mean, game six, we will we opened it up. We will have a game seven, that's for sure, coming up. But we opened the, the the show up with talking about Boston and game six. Like, is it is it Boston's steal or is it Miami's letdown? Because, my goodness, I mean, to steal that with the tip there, Mr. White. Oh, man. To come off with just, Rough. like, .1 second left in duration. I mean, you just get it off right in the nick of time, man. And if you're looking around, like Jack pointed out, you know, early in the first segment, ball watching. Turn around, because it, it's, you know, arguably the last shot of the game. You you play decent defense enough to get Marcus, Marcus Smart in a position away from uh you know, two or three steps away from the perimeter, you force him into a turnaround jump shot, which he didn't even have to take. You know, he just willingly took. It was a bad shot, and to his credit, dances down and out and then, you know, comes out to the out. heat's yeah, to the mm. heat's advantage, but then nobody puts a body on Mr. White. Derek White's just rolling around like the hero of old because he's the only one, the only one that didn't ball watch and give up on that play.
2: That's Spurs
1: basketball right there. Spurs That's basketball. Austin Spurs basketball. Oh man, yeah, that's about as tough a game you can lose as possible if you're Miami in that situation because they're not gonna win game. There's not. You don't think not, so? No way. They're so Jack win thinks they're same. gonna go up there and, and Jimmy's shouldn't. gonna willing absolutely. But they no win.
2: way, no way. Think, think no about the I reputation lie. swing. Just I mean, from from all the love Jimmy Butler's gotten for oh, he's beating Milwaukee, beating the Knicks, and then going up 3-0, Everyone's like, oh, he's basketball Jesus and if you blow a three zero lead, the first guy to ever do that as you a guy, that is that's a swing for Spolstra. Everyone's giving him his flowers now. That swings back the other way. It's well, I mean, a, I think Spol,
0: I think Spolstra's had his flowers. Like yeah,
2: people, I was say that. people
1: but the, know sure, but the takes. But...
0: We were talking, oh for sure, the takes. The, yeah, for
2: ESPN's sure. ESPN's going to be like Spolstra, and then ev- the the layman's going to be like, oh Spolstra. Yeah, it's well, I get mean, obnoxious, and yeah, I want to the
0: national pundits. We all know that they're a bunch of idiots. So, I mean, I I don't I don't. Hide from saying that what I've about always Kendrick said that. Perkins. How about that? Hey, I
1: actually like Kendrick. Man, he tells it Kendrick, how to me. He tells it how he's it is. Funny, dude. I think he's very funny. Um, do you a, like Je- you like Jefferson? You like Richard? I Jefferson? love Jefferson. Actually, I so think he's great.
0: When he and when he and Perk start going, man, that's where I think it's, that's, that's some very of the, it's, funny. It's, yeah. it's it, I wouldn't say it's as good as it's not Kenny Shaq, And you know Chuck and and uh and Ernie, but I mean it's you know that. Well, that quartet's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, you know what it's I mean that's, good. that quartet's hard to it's, beat. But it, yeah, it's hard. You but, can't Rich and, compete, but. but Rich and Perk are pretty are pretty fun to watch as as well, man.
1: Dude, I'm looking here at the 2022-23 Southeast Division rankings. Like one team over 500 in the whole division. Five teams in the NBA. Oh yeah, that's yeah, insane, it's, dude. It's I mean that's crazy. There's one team over 500 in this whole division. How about them Washington Wizards? Charlotte, Orlando, Washington, Atlanta. How about Miami. them
0: Kuzma-led Washington Wizards, huh?
1: You a Wizards fan? I know you're. A, yeah, I'm a huge Wizards um, fan, dude. That is
2: the. I mean, uh, of all the things to be, the Wizards are are just about the worst place you can be at as an NBA team. Just purgatory with no plan ahead. They're about to pay Kuzma
0: like twenty five million a year. Hey, man, we just got like one of the worst contracts, you know, off of our books. Uh, that is true. So uh yeah. and we're looking great dude. <laughs> but i tell small you what,
1: steps man
0: hey when we uh when we gave bertons the uh the contract
1: oh yeah no that's our contract now dude mm. that's our dallas mavericks yeah you can now. you can eat that one up all you know all you want man
0: cuz oh god when we signed that guy i was just like yeah it's it's going to be bad to be a wizard fan and and you're right there's no there's no future there's no not bad there's enough no destination to get good. in sight you're, we're not you're not tanking enough. You're, you're not doing like what Philly was doing. Pick. You're not drafting. It's not, Super it's not happening. Either. Exactly. You're getting. You you're, you're getting middle. You're getting mid. You're getting mid. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Corey mids.
2: Kispert and I, I, I loved Rui, but you traded him. <laughs> that, our best piece, Denny Avdia, and look at what I he liked liked did. Look, he was
0: a he was a pretty key cog for the Lakers, you know, in the playoffs too. I was. They we're calling him Baby Kawhi.
1: Rui, Rui. That's, I, yeah. I, I, I hate know. when people call. Uh, He's not baby Kawhi. He's not but he's, baby Kawhi, but he's he's a pretty decent talent. No, he's man. a good he's a good player. I just he's a pretty decent talent. People so, love to crown people as the next big thing. You know what I mean?
0: We uh we got to get ready to get out of here of our for hour number one, but we're getting ready to get into hour number two. But what was your takeaway? And we'll get into our number two here and get more into uh, the NBA playoffs. But what was your takeaway so far from the Lakers in Denver? Like, of course, Denver has. You know, been victorious in the crown, but what's what's LeBron missing in LA? Because clearly he's not going in if when he comes back, he's going to stay in LA because that's where his family is at.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. But like uh What is point LeBron guard. missing?
0: They need a guard. Point
1: guard. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. what he's missing. It's like some people ask us like a philosophical question. It's like, no, I just need another ball handler. Who honestly. is the one that comes there? Is it Kyrie? No, it's not Kyrie. They is don't it, have the money to put Dame, that together.
0: Does Dame say hey? Yeah, the assets. I, thank you. It's
1: financials for the Lakers. Like who who are they going to trade? Who are they going to put these contracts together for to make it work? I don't know.
0: All right, we'll talk a little bit about
1: that in the hour coming up. It's the Wagner Wire.